Hello, 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 and welcome back to Bop or Flop. Nice, that was good. We're we're trying different things. What's going to be our kishi little thing as we continue to move forward on this this new journey for us? Um, welcome back to our second podcast, Simon. How'd you feel about week one? Um, you know, it was pretty good. It was a little long, so I think we got some feedback from our one listener, and uh, do you want to talk about how we're going to switch things up? Uh, yeah, so uh, in an effort to not make you have to spend uh, your entire week listening to our podcast, which I know you would love to do, um, we're now just shifting the format a little bit, focusing on the, the top songs, the flop songs. And everything in between is probably going to be left to the cutting uh, the cutting room floor, so we can focus on the album more as a whole. Right. So um, last week we did folklore. Uh, after we recorded, did you go back and listen again? So I didn't actively want to go back and listen to it. It wasn't really the the album that sure. I was going to go back to listen to. But okay. what happened was I I went over to a, a friend's place and they decided to start playing it. Yeah. And pretty much every single song I was singing along to. Oh, um, okay. And I was actually like, dang, this is some good shit. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I think my my rating of the album is still going to be a bop. Yeah. But it'll be a bop that I like. I don't ever choose to listen to. But when it comes on, I'm like, at dang, the club, this is... August comes <laughs> on. I don't know if I'm ever going to listen to it at the club. But yeah. uh, that's, that's me. What about you? Um... I forgot to say last week, I think the album is too long. Like, Lover was too long. I'm sorry, it was. It's too long. The last two songs did not need to exist. Yeah. political statement hoax that, you know, the COVID is not real. Yep. Not, it could have gone. That we didn't need that. We didn't need that in our life. Okay, so... Uh, oh, and one last thing. My barometer for will this album last for me or did I really love this album? I'll buy it on vinyl. Okay, so if the album is good enough, you will buy it on vinyl, yeah. but if it's not good enough, no vinyl. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting take, and this was a no vinyl. It's not on my wish list. Are any of Taylor's albums on your wish list? I bought one on Amazon. I bought 1989 because it was $12 brand new. I mean, like, and who I, wouldn't want that And at I that thought, price? I might as well. It's a, mo- it's a moment in time. It's a moment in time. Yeah. Um, and how was your last week? Did, you, did any big moments happen for you? Oh, man. I went to a uh, parlor last night, had the parlor burger. Oh. If, uh, it's a famous Minneapolis burger. I don't I think it. I've ever been. Is it, is, like, was it good? I'm upset. You should be. I, I, I've, I've been to Minneapolis. I've, I've gotten a side eye from uh, our, our guest that's about to come on about, <laughs> about this. Um, yeah, it's good, but it's, like, $25. I would pay that for, a, like, a damn good burger. Like, I mean, the amount of money I, I spent at Red Cow is already enough. I mean, I will, but yeah, I'll give it a look when I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I had, um, I had another sex dream. I had a sex dream again. Do you get those? Do you have those? Um, I, so I never dreamed before I started taking prep. Um, <laughs> and, and now that I take, now that I'm, like, on prep, my dream, yeah. like, I don't dream that often, but when I do, they are very, like, lucid dreams, yeah. and they're always, like, so close to reality that I'm like, am I dreaming or am I not? Right. Um, but they're never, like, about sex. It's, like, no, just, like, no. there's there's a cat in the office. What is that doing here? I should pet it, that kind of thing. Just, just weird yeah. things like that that could be, like, close enough mm-hmm. to reality. Um, what about you? Tell me about the sex dream. Um, it was with porn star Francois Saga. I don't know why, like... <laughs> 
he's not even like my like he's great, but like he's a porn he's just another porn star to me, you know? Yeah. Like we don't text. Okay. We're not the relationship is one sided. I think we could I go think, into a completely yeah. separate podcast because I would love to know sure. we can like, talk about it how you started offline. there and yeah. are they a bop or a flop? <laughs> right. Um he's probably a bop. He can <laughs> he can bop me, you know. He's probably bopped and flopped. He has, I've watched it. <laughs> Um, I had a separate dream that we asked my parents to come watch us record our podcast, and they were, like, sitting in chairs. <laughs> my mom was knitting, because that that's what she would do, and she would, like, come watch me play soccer, because she can knit, you know, not looking. She's a no-look knitter. Oh. Mm. You know? Um, so, yeah, apart from that, I uh, just listened to this week's album a lot. I... I know I told you if I ever resubscribed to World of Warcraft to, like, send help, I'm fine. I did. But don't mm-hmm. worry. So Prairie Jean, actually, she's not with us yeah. tonight. And reason being is I, I told her, and I let her out the front door, I said, yeah. Prairie, you need to go rescue Simon from this addiction that he's under. <laughs> and I haven't seen her since. Yeah, she probably is playing right now. Uh, pr- probably, yeah. yeah. You know her, that yeah. gamer girl. Gamer girl. Um, but today we actually, luckily for us, we um, are joined by DJ Dylan, who is the dog of our special guest. Mm-hmm. Simon, do you want to introduce? Yeah. So uh, when we were deciding who to invite on this week, we thought about the subject material. And honestly, this is the only person who came to mind. <laughs> it was yeah. it was it was a, a slam dunk guarantee. Yeah. I've I've been watching his his Instagram stories all of quarantine mm-hmm. and. Pretty much every single one is to a different uh, a different song from this this artist. Right. Uh, do you want to introduce? Yeah. So uh, please give a warm welcome our first guest to Bop or Flaw, <laughs> Michael Melrose. Hey guys, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to to talk about this really exciting album. Absolutely. We're so and, excited to have you. And, and and so excited to the point that I think that we have yet to name the album. Michael, um, who who have you been listening to recently? Well, I just heard about this new band, and they sound pretty cool. It's uh, Gaslighter by The Chicks. Oh, what a coincidence. The Chicks. Um, huh. d- is I have not heard of that name before. Is that because maybe they were known by something else? Yeah, they used to be known as the Dixie Chicks. Mm, after the Disposable Cups. Right. No, actually not. Oh. What? No, that is not true. Um, they huh. were known after as the Dixie Chicks um, from the band Little Feet, who has a song called um, Be My Dixie Chicken. This is why he's on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is why he's here. And they were they were talking about it, like tossing it around, and, and Marty was like, I don't want to be a chicken, but I will be a chick. So, Dixie Chicks. That's amazing. I I never would have thought. Why, then why was it, why was it like, okay, so why is it, pro- why was it problematic and they changed it? Like, how, did they know that it was problematic going in? No, uh, Marty and Emily started the band when they were in, like, late teenagers, and so this would have likely never crossed their mind that this would have potentially be an issue. Sure. And then mm-hmm. once they started getting some fame, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, they thought about changing their name because of all the reasons why they recently changed their name and uh, decided against it. But now, in the, in the, in the current climate we're in, um, we're seeing a lot of uh, artists do that, along with um, another country artist renaming themselves to Lady A, which is already being already oh. taken by a black woman. So yeah. 
you, you try your best and sometimes you just fall short. But I think with the chicks, yeah. we're, we're happy to see the name. How Absolutely. are you feeling about the name? I'm really excited about the name. They really haven't been going by Dixie Chicks over the last several years. Um, like most of their merchandise and their tours are either called like the Chicks or they shorten their name to DCX. Um, so they've really tried to lose the chi- Dixie um, for many years. Sure, sure. Got it. Okay. And um, I, also, I also don't think that that name does them justice. And it has nothing to do with who they are as a band and politically and what they stand for. So it totally makes total sense. So uh, I'm going to guess you researched all of this this week. Or have you been a longtime fan? I've been a longtime fan. Longtime fan. What, what got you started and why are you so in love? So what got me started is um, my sis. I have an older sister and she was listening to them when I was in high school and just instantly loved them. Um, she took me to my first Chicks concert when I was in college, and it was, like, the greatest thing that I'd ever done or seen. It was amazing. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah. And so then I went to a couple more, and uh, I think my fifth or sixth, um, I was in Portland, and I uh, was there for work, got a Craigslist ticket, like, in the third row, and uh, we got this, like, bond going from the stage, oh my and God. Uh, they invited me back, and we took pictures Stop and hung out after Stop. that show. Uh, Okay, well, that would take you from being, like, just a normal fan to maybe a fanalo stan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Su- I, like, instant super fan. Oh, wow. I mean, who doesn't like attention and, you know, all this? I mean, it's amazing. Not gay people. We don't, we're not about attention. <laughs> <laughs> and, Definitely and, not. And Simon, how about you? What's your relationship My with the chicks? My relationship with the chicks. See, growing up, uh, w- my references were very, like, Alt indie rock from one sister, a touch of rap from the slightly rebellious sister, but rap was like highly discouraged in our Roman Catholic household, as you might imagine. Um, And likewise, we didn't have a lot of connection with country music, so I didn't really grow up listening to the chicks. I remember listening to them sing Landslide and was convinced that they were the originators of the song. (laughs) Like, that's kind of my history with them. Like, not a whole lot. You know what I mean? I feel you there. Yeah. yeah. I I am very similar, I would think, to you. I think that the one thing that I have known about the Chicks is they've always been kind of like a distant follow of... I've known that in the country music sphere, they are the ones that rock the town. And even within the country music sphere, they were the kind of the original rebellious group of country is typically seen as a, a pretty conservative, pretty mm-hmm. kind of just... Yeah. Um, rural um, type of music. And so from that, uh, having these these three girls come up and sing about uh, kind of all these progressive issues or using their voice in a very progressive way, mm-hmm. um, I, knew, I knew going in a little bit about the chicks and I've been kind of following them through that journey from there. But like yeah. very similar to you that I'm, I don't have a country bone in my body. Um, sure. I've been I've been trying to do injections in the last couple of years with <laughs> yeah. bands like Casey Musgraves and uh, even some Lady A. Wow. Um, but I'm this isn't my forte, and this is not yeah. ever something that I would normally listen to. So, um, but open to a new experience. With with the kind of what started with this is I had so many friends reach out to me asking me uh, or telling me like oh my god this is all we're gonna listen to for the next two weeks this is the best album 
Michael was posting on his story all the time. Yeah, hard and, to miss it. And so was so many so many other people. Yeah. So when we were looking at what our next album would be, we we kind of just wanted to, to make sure we were appeasing the crowd and reviewing Dixie or reviewing the Chicks album Ooh. was uh, yeah you almost uh-huh. saw me slip up there. Almost. Um, was high on the bucket list for us to do and would also help us explore an artist that we probably wouldn't have listened to otherwise. Right, exactly. I think uh, similar situation for me. Once I saw you know. The name change, I thought, you know, I could get down with the chicks. I could party with the chicks. And uh, a part of starting this podcast for me was uh, exploring things that I haven't had a lot of exposure to. So I was really excited to jump into this album. Okay. Okay, so should we dive right into Top Bop? Sure. Uh, Would you like to start us off? Um. Way to put me on the spot, Simon. Uh, literally right before this, I was talking to to, to Simon and Michael. And unfortunately for me, the way I listen to albums is I very much listen beginning to end, and I just listen to it as a complete piece. Mm-hmm. And so I always have such a tough time finding the song that is, like, yeah. the one that, like, that's the one that's the, the best song or that's the worst song. Sure. I'm taking a leap of faith, but I'm I would be happy to get started. I mean, I can also... Sure, go ahead, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I had a couple, and I know it's supposed to be singular, but oh. I'm 50% of this podcast, 33.33% repeating today, so I have two. Oh. I have two. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and partially because my first is Gaslighter, and that's like, that's so, you know. Mm-hmm. That's so. Sure. So my second, okay. my honorable mention would be Hope It's Something Good. That was my favorite, like, slower moment on the album. Um, just incredible. Should we should we pause and take a chance to listen? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll be right back. Mm. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I, oh my god. Do you know what I mean? I. You made me a fan alone. Yeah. I. Great song. I really had a moment when we were listening to that. My. My hand started shaking when I was holding the phone. It might be early onset Parkinson's, though. <laughs> I, so as we were listening, I was scrolling through the lyrics, and I um, realized, very similar to Folklore, um, not realized, but I think I saw it throughout the album, but the lyrics of this album and this, the, the stories behind them um, are meant to be and this are, are kind of the focus of the song. Like we're not talking about super crazy instrumental, super crazy. It's pretty it's a pretty simple song in terms mm-hmm. of the amount of instruments and everything else like that. But the the lyrics felt so potent and also so personal. So personal, so direct. It wasn't like a folklore situation where we're dissecting Mad Woman with like this possible lesbian triangle st- uh, yeah, that's a, I kind of appreciated the simplicity and just being able to to sit back and take it all in and not feel like I had to go research a paper. You know what I mean? So, Michael, um, I would love to ask you if you could give kind of... Do you know what the story of this album is? I When, we, when I listened, it was a lot of songs about... Both, there were songs about activism and a ton of songs about um, what felt like, as we saw with this one, a broken heart involved with kind of a long, a long relationship. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, I, I really do think it's a breakup album. Um, a lot of songs are about love gone wrong. Um, the most recent love gone wrong in the band um, was Natalie and her husband, Adrian, got divorced recently. Um, he was allegedly cheating, and so a lot of the songs kind of appear to come from that perspective, but they've all been divorced several times. Um, Emily right now is married, um, Marty is single, um, and Natalie is now single too, so they have talked about how they really are drawing on all of their situations, mm-hmm. even though Natalie's the one singing the, the lyrics, and it might appear as though it's all from Natalie's perspective, but they've been really clear to say it's not about one person or one situation. I love okay. that. I love yeah. that. Female empowerment, girl power, very Spice Girls. You know? and, tr- and, and also trying to find ways to uh, make it common for everyone, make it so everyone can put themselves in that, that position or that moment. Sure. Um, I will say, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but um, one of the other themes of, of this album was The Boat. Um, I think we'll get to this. It. This boat showed up in quite a few songs, so we'll we'll get there. But um, a recurring motif, if you will. I would also agree that this song was a bop on the album. Michael, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love this song. Um, this song and this whole album uh, are a lot more literal uh, for the chicks. Um, a lot more open and honest. Um, and and like you talked about, Simon, not a lot of metaphors. No, they're just saying what they think and how they feel. Um, so this is kind of a recurring theme throughout the album. One thing that I think would be interesting if they would have added a song directed at the other woman. So like almost like a Jolene or, um, oh. you know, Loretta Lynn has this song called Fist City where she's like talking to this other woman. If you don't lay off my man, I'm going to take you to Fist City. Uh, I think it's like a really interesting concept and I think it, it could have been a, a really cool song that they could have put together um, about, you know, talking directly to the other woman. Well, a lot of artists these days are putting out deluxe versions of the, their albums with a couple additional tracks. Who knows? Could be. Could be, could be, on, could be on dedicated side B of <laughs> Gaslighter, Gaslighter side B. I would be all for that. <laughs> I would be all for that as well. Um, Michael, do you want to go next with your top bop? Yeah, my top bop is the song called For Her. Oh. So you guys want to take a listen first? Let's, let's, let's grab, go right in. Okay, so we're back, and I have a confession. Um, that was actually my uh, pick for um, biggest flop. Oh, but I, I don't know if it's the alcohol that we've been drinking or if it's just the fact that, like, it was a tough pick to, to choose a flop and, like, hone in on one. That was my flop. Um, Michael, I'm more interested in you telling me why this is your bop. There's a lot of things I love about this song. One is that it really builds. So it starts out, you know, kind of slow and um, and really builds in that... I've noticed this kind of a theme and it is consistent with um, a lot of other songs on this record, um, like Juliana Calm Down, and you know, there are others that, that build a lot, and I think that's interesting. Um, I get like a gospel feel from it at the beginning, um, and with the guitar that they use, and, and I like that. It's interesting and different, I think. Um, and then I just love the lyrics and the message. You know, I feel like it's them talking to their younger selves and be, and telling themselves be stronger and stand up for what you believe in and it's going to get better and I know it's hard and um, just really empowering. Yeah, so so uh, 
little known thing is when we were listening to the song, Michael and I had a discussion that probably should have been on the podcast, but yeah. we're learning, we're learning. Um, Michael, you were saying what? Well, what brilliant thing was I saying when yeah, we were well, talking well, before? Oh, okay. Wow. It's, well, it's um, like... I remember. Um, Michael Michael was saying a, a really interesting concept, which was the, the lines, why can't we be together, was um, talking about like her younger self and her older self being able to be as one um, and kind of that interpretation. And I think that was super interesting because... It's kind of taking the innocence of youth and the um, the experience that you have when you're older. There's pros and cons to both, but finding that way to kind of be able to yin and yang between them, I think that's powerful. I don't think that's probably what they meant, but I... Opinions. Yeah, I mean, on a breakup album, if you hear the lyrics, why can't we be together, you assume that they're talking about some awful man. and uh, But this song feels like you know they're talking to their younger selves and in trying to impart wisdom on them and to me i think to me it speaks to why can't we be together my older self my younger self with what i know now but my innocence of like you said of, of being younger right and i think this song for the lyrics is so relatable i mean how many times does simon in college have an existential crisis and wonder like what am i doing with my life am i going down the right path and I think, too, we just, when you're younger, everything is the end of the world if it doesn't work out. Or, like, every, every minute detail of your life is so important, and really it's not that important. Like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I, I've had way too many of those moments of running into my bathroom to cry after family dinner. So I can <sighs> definitely relate to um, the nuclear bombs going off in your brain about how this is, there's no way life can go on. Um, yep. There's actually one moment, sorry, I'm sidetracking. There's one moment that uh, I thought it'd be really cool to dye my hair. I, just imagine imagine me with a like a shaggy bowl cut. And I thought it'd be really cool to have stripes of black and my very blonde hair yeah. intermixed with each other. Yeah, um, sort of. Yeah, and so I was like, Mom, would you be willing to do um, this really cool stripe idea I had? And uh, where we ended up was that she ended... Sorry, we just had our first photo taken! Um, so I was like, Mom, I, I have this really cool stripe idea. Can you, can you make it happen? And she's sure. like, yes. And so we finished the whole process, and I end up having a skunk for a head. Yeah, she didn't exactly. do, like, kind of patterned across, like, a, a circular motion of, of back and forth. Yeah. It was just one line from back of my, my neck all the way to the front of my head that was black. Yeah. And for the longest time, I looked like a skunk, and I had to go to school. I mean, picturing a blonde with black streaks, I picture nothing but stunning. So clearly your mom is just trying to sabotage you. Uh, wouldn't be the first time, Mom. She's not your friend. Mom, I love you, though. Um, so thank you, Michael. That was actually a really uh, interesting take, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to kind of talk about that song a little bit. Yeah, it was a solid pick. Um... <clears throat> So, Aaron, that leaves you. Uh, please share with the class, what was your top bop? So, like I said earlier, the the song, or choosing a top bop and even a biggest flop for me for this album was, uh, was a little bit tougher, um, just because it did kind of all blend together, and I didn't really 
I wasn't able to dissect the songs in the way that I really wanted to, to be able to give them each their own like individual time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I used to pick my top, uh, top bop for this album was what is the song that I, I find myself singing when like I hadn't listened to the album in a while. And for me, that was sleep at night. Oh, so glad you chose that one. Sorry to interrupt. It's, it's, uh, it's a good one. And I have a lot of things to say. Okay, so we just listened to the song, and uh, I think what, like, also, like, yes, I was singing it, and I was, it was always the song that just kept on going into my, to my mind, but as we were singing, or um, listening to it, there was a lyric in it that just felt so pointed that I wanted to, to, to say for everyone here, which was, Remember, you brought her to our show at the Hollywood Bowl. She said, I love you. I'm such a fan. And then it was like she was talking about, like, that's fine. As long as you don't steal my man. (laughs) I think this song, as the second song in the album, what it did for me is it really did uh, solidify. I mean, Gaslighter can be really about, like, it can be about any, like, for any situation, and it can be kind of universal, but this song kind of solidified that, no, this album's going to be drawing on personal experiences and specific instances. Again, the boat. (laughs) (laughs) That damn boat. That damn boat. Um, And I have to say, I am always sucker for, like, I think it's usually, like, the third chorus or third verse when they... They belt it out in a song. Uh, yes, they really brought it to the bridge on this one. And that, how do you tell those lies? Oh my God, Aaron, yes. That. Give it to me. I, I. Just one more line. How do you tell those lies? <laughs> oh, thank you. No, um, it, it did me so good. And I, I'm a huge fan. What are you guys' thoughts on the song? I mean, the beginning of this album you said this is the second song, right? Second song yeah, on the album. Especially the first three songs, especially, are so heavy hitting in such a wonderful representation of what is to come and what the album is about. And like this song just does not disappoint. That example you brought up, her coming to the concert telling her she's a fan, like that is so pointed and fucked up. And like, am I going crazy? Like, can you imagine being in that situation and then having this happen to you? Cuckoo bananas. Check me into a psych ward, you know? I mean, I, I think the, the relatable version of it is probably, like, your ex bringing their new boyfriend into your work. Yeah. Ugh. Well, when I'm working at Deja Vu, <laughs> and my trade brings in, you know, their new fl- Forget it. I gotta, I gotta clock out. Yeah, no, I'm gonna write a full album about that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Michael, what are you, what were what were your thoughts on Sleep at Night? So I love the lyric that you guys are talking about. Um, there's another lyric that you guys may have heard, um, which is my husband's girlfriend's husband just called me. Yeah. So we can't lose sight of that amazing lyric yeah. as well. Yeah. So that good. that is like the friend of a roommate of a cousin's mom's sister's Netflix password. Yeah. Deep. We're gonna but, need, we're gonna need a flowchart for that one. Ugh, it's gonna be a couple bullets, but I think we'll get there. Yeah. Um, did you? What do you think? Did you, did you? Was it a bop or a flap to you? It's a total bop for me. Um, it's so strong. Um, again, it's very like you know, it's, it's a story song. It's very transparent. It's very literal. Um, it's wonderful. 
you know, there's some anger there, obviously, and um, I like that. I mean, it's a lot of this album kind of gives me like a little Lemonade-esque, you know, Ooh. where I'm angry, you know, I'm pissed at, at a man, um, yes. empowerment. Um, I think that song represents all of those things. Absolutely. Justice mm-hmm. for Lemonade, am I right? Don't, don't you dare. Don't you uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. We'll don't go there. It's a secret we'll take to our grave, Simon. Thank you. Um, we'll, we'll tell you offline, Michael. So we're officially past all of our top bops and onto the biggest flops. Simon, do you want to start us off again? Yeah, and honestly, this was a really tough one. I there were two or three songs I was going between, and um, my ultimately I went with my choice because uh, throughout the beginning of the album we are leading up to an event that caused this break in the relationship and we keep hearing about this boat Aaron this This dang boat dang boat that's the camp counselor coming out another day another dollar but um, I actually went with tights on my boat and now the reason is when you're Leading up to a climax, such as, as um, you know, something happens and I'm about to leave my man, I just wanted it to be a little more dramatic, I think. You know, it was like, you know, tights on a boat, why not a swimsuit? I'm, it, and that's, honestly, that was really the only reason. I just wanted something a little juicier than, you know, I found, I found you know, another girl's clothing here i mean what what a unique item to lose on a boat right (laughs) um have you ever had a a trick or trade this is a question for both of you um leave something at your at your place that you're like what's that doing here oh i left underwear there on purpose of course really well this trick in the book aaron oh then you have to go back and get them yeah i would usually say goodbye to underwear and i also i i also like uh I'm a commuter, so I'm taking the bus or I'm taking a scooter or where, however I'm getting from point A to point sure. B. And, like, missing a clothing item just feels, like, probably not the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, like, I feel kind of disgusting after, like, I'm doing the walk of shame the morning after, unless we, like, took a shower or something. I don't know. I mean, walk of shame, that's all about perspective. I call it a walk of a walk of fame. Ooh. So I have a question. So yeah. when you go back to retrieve your item, is the expectation that there's going to be romance again? Yeah. And I'm... So in this hypothetical situation, I'm putting on my acting cap here. I'm a Kate Blanchett. Oh, wow. Um, when I go back, I'm commando. Because in this situation, it's like, oh, that was my one pair of underwear. I really have to come get them. My one pair. Okay, yeah. yeah. Believable. <laughs> like Believable. a lot of people. So yep. then I show up, I'm like, oh, wow, thanks for not like just throwing those out. Because some people might do that. And then, yeah. and it's like, hey, I mean, and then, you know, the sexual energy is flying. There are no words after that. Can, we all know what, what I'm here for. Can, can I give you a great idea? Sure. Okay, so... Thinking about that, what if yeah. the what if the story that you give someone is you come back and you're mm-hmm. like, I had to come back. This is my lucky pair of underwear, and of course, I mean, of course, I left it here because it worked last time, oh. and it leads you straight <laughs> in. Well, I I, I would have left out that part about last time because then that implies there are other people. 
This was an immediate thought. There's gonna be there could be some polishing no, done on the idea. I like the that it's my only pair. And then Thank if you're you. really looking to Thank get you. some romance, yeah. you take your shorts down and put them back on, and so then you're briefly naked. Yeah, oh. And, oh. and naked makes people mm. think of you know. You, I, I, I think you wouldn't be briefly naked though. I feel like it'd probably go. I know, but we a lot of times say lies to have sex. If, 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 okay, if someone, what? if, <laughs> if someone did that to me, I'd be like, do you need another pair? I felt like just me. Here's me, a Target gift card. Me, me always just like. You're wearing head to toe Lulu, but you only have one <laughs> pair of underwear. Probably just not catching the signals, not yeah. catching what's being dropped. I'd be like, yeah, um, do you like? I have a couple you could borrow. I mean, or like maybe, what? Maybe I'm not good with money, and that's none of your business. And I, I think it would also be worrisome to me to only have like I'd be like, how clean are you? And like, what am I getting myself into? But what's your water bill from washing <laughs> those things all the time? <laughs> maybe I don't wash them very often. <laughs> I heard once a week you can get it with just once a week. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where we were. I think we'd move on to Michael's Bob if you want me to. So, I mean, like I said, it was tough to choose a flop, um, but I went with that for the reasons I laid out. And uh, you can find, you can actually find that scene that we just role-played on my OnlyFans page, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways, moving on, uh, Michael, what was your flop, if you have one? So I'm the most um, impartial, excuse me, I'm the most partial person on the planet when it comes to the chicks. I love them. Uh, they can do no wrong in my uh, in my eyes, and so uh, it's kind of like picking what's your favorite child or your least favorite child. It's it's very tough. So I'm gonna tell you what I would like more of, and that is um, felt like the end of the album had a lot of really great ballads. I would have loved like another Gaslighter esque song, like that really like yes. gets me out of my chair, gets me going. Um, like a song you can dance to or hear at a party, and it makes you really, really excited. Um, you know, there's so many songs that I love listening to, but it, none, not a lot of them are like, oh my gosh, I got to get up and dance and, and listen to this song. And I also think about them doing a lot of these songs live at a show, right. and and what's the energy going to be like for those songs? Um, again, the album is wonderful, but I would have liked one one or two more like really like strong songs that were rocking. That is such a good point because, you know, first track on the album, Gaslighter, it comes out of nowhere, slaps you right in yeah. the face. I, wa- I wonder, has there been like a Gaslighter dance remix that we might need to take a quick pause and try and find? I mean... Let's take a quick moment. We'll be, we'll be back with our thoughts on a potential Gaslighter um, dance remix. Okay, so that turned out to be... Not a success. We did get the chance to listen to a workout remix version of Gaslighter. Which um, Michael was very quick to point out was not actually the chick singing. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is if 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 that song came out in a workout class and that's what I needed, like if, if I'm... If I'm a huge workout fan and I like that song as well, I would still probably get energy from it, but I would probably be like, this ain't right. Your high kicks would be higher. High kicks would be higher. My low kicks would be lower, if that's a thing. Um, yeah. One confession before we move on, one confession that I have to, I also have to make about um, Gaslighter is 
when the song came on, I was like, oh, this is the chance for me to finally know what gaslighting is. Oh, my God. And uh, so I, I don't, I didn't really know what gaslighter meant. And I was like, I'm going to learn it from this song. I listened to the song a couple times. And like, I think I get it. And so then I started to use it in real world situations. <laughs> and, ever, and, and like, I had friends come up to me later and they were like, I don't think you know what gaslighter means. Can you give us an example? Um, I think to me, gaslighting was just like playing someone or leading someone on. Sure. I don't think that's what it is, though. Um, so, like, w- that time I texted you, like, Aaron, come over, my, my roommate's gone, and then you showed up, and I was asleep. You would have been like, oh, he really gaslighted me. And I would have been like, oh, and there's my one pair of underwear. Yeah, we know how that goes. <laughs> What's that doing here? Um, right. Can you guys, what does gaslighting mean? Okay, my understanding is, like, it's... Uh, manipulating someone's mind in a way where they're like, wait, am I crazy? Am I, like, am I the problem in this situation? But no, the twist is, nah, it's them. They're gaslighting me. Yeah. They're, like, twisting my brain to make me second-guess myself. Yeah. Like, is hydroxychloroquine... Should I take it? (laughs) Should we try it? Maybe. Um, I think we're going to have to try and take it after this. Get some. Um, Not for anything. I know a guy. Yeah, same. Um, Trump, he can get us some. Yeah. I think he actually shipped, like, I think it was, like, $2 million worth to Brazil, which, like, and oh, that, that was that was after it was proven it does not work. So Ugh. it's like, why are you... What, what was that trying to do? What was that trying to say? Well, they can save it for when people get malaria then. Yeah, great. Perfect. Uh, so here I am. Uh, Simon just went through his flap, and Michael took the cop out and said, I wish there was a song. <laughs> that was a really good point. I mean, it's a very, it's a very good point, but like, also cop out, but like, my cop out is going to be even, it's going to, it's going to be like throwing a, it's going to be like throwing a dart at the dartboard or like watching me try and catch a ball and kickball. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to turn out. I'm trying to remember other songs that like just didn't do it for me. And I, the one song that I actually would want to talk about and have a discussion about at least is uh, March March Um, so let's just take a quick listen to that All right, we're back and we just listened to March March and I have to say Aaron hot take on that being uh, biggest flop on the album give us walk us through whatever is happening right now in your brain okay so you know how there are all of these artists um, pretty much every artist I feel like in the past year has had to have a song on their album that's all about like all the wrongings that's been going on in America and all of the like things going on. So examples would be Dua Lipa's Boys Will Be Boys is kind of the anthem about like how like men treat women and it just somehow is excused because it's part of the genetics of being a boy sure or like even the killers did it with the land of the free um which i honestly really 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 love Mm. but um i think what what reason why this this gave me a flop is because i think when i was and it's not that much of a flop but like to me it was just uh pretty simple on the the march march as we listened back there are some pointed 
pointed lyrics in terms of the one about Helsinki and what the what the hell happened. Um, it kind of, I mean, that, that lyric in particular, it was both pointed, but it also was like out of left field a little bit. Um, just for me, I wanted to bring this up as like a flop because I think it didn't necessarily touch uh, the same way some of the previous songs that are about these these rights um, did for me. But I will say, I it, didn't. It, this song came out right as Black Lives Matter, the George Floyd movement, yes. kind of all came out to be. This was like them being like, "Oh, we got the perfect song for you." Yeah, super political. So this is the first song that they wrote for the album. And it was inspired by March for Our Lives, which was in early 2018, after the Parkland shooting. Sure. And all three of them took their families there to see this and and participate in this protest. So one of the lyrics is, standing with Emma and our sons and daughters. So that's Emma, I think her last name is Gonzalez, um, from Parkland High School, who is this, you know, brave woman with the shaved head. Oh, we know her. Yeah. really outspoken. And so... um, so I will just take one issue of like these people writing these and recording these songs about advocacy in the last year. They were on they were on this, you know, they wrote this song right after attending that that march sure. a while ago. Yeah. And I, I I again, I'm not here to say that the song was bad by any means, and I think even as we were listening to it, um I this is another one of the songs on the album that has a pretty long um, kind of just instrumental at the end. Um, interesting choice there as well. I did, I, it's, it's a fun kind of just musical tool to kind of keep the song going. And I think at that point, it's kind of like, now it's just us actually marching um, and continuing on. But um, overall, if I was going to give a song on the album a flop, I feel like, it just didn't do, didn't hit the notes I wanted it to hit in terms of protest song from a lyrical perspective, mm-hmm. at least when I was listening to it the first few times Interesting. that I wanted it to. Did, okay. you, did you guys watch the video for this one? I, no, no, Michael. I have not seen a single well, one I know of what videos. I'm doing tonight. So, oh? so, at, so they really make really good use of that instrumental period at the end of oh, yeah. uh, the song in the video. It's flash. They flash all the names of all the black men that have been killed, oh, or black man. people, rather, oh, that have been killed by police, just one right after the next. And it starts with George Floyd's name, and it kind of goes slowly... At, at first switching the name and then it, it, it speeds up and the names are so fast that you can barely read them. Uh, and it's really, really moving and really powerful. That sounds incredible. And yeah, like, just the lyrics are, I think Michael in our discussion had used the word haunting, but the lines, Brenda's packing heat because she don't like Mondays, underpaid teacher, police in the hallways, print yourself a weapon and take it to the gun range, uh, cut the shit, you ain't, t- you ain't going to the gun range. And I think, like, the words are... Like, it just so accurately depicts how fucked up the situation is in our country with access to guns. And, like, you can literally 3D print shit. And, like, it's... Yeah. And we're in a situation where it's like, okay, the teachers have to be prepared for these kinds of situations because our leadership isn't stepping in and enforcing any sort of effective change to address 
this crazy shit that's been going on in our country for I don't even know how long at this point. And I, I, I sorry, we're, we're getting like very political here. So I do, I, I, I think it's, it's such a complicated issue and I don't want to say like, first step, get guns out of schools. Second step, really be able to address mental health. Third, probably make sure that you're funding the schools so that the teachers can give the kids as much attention as they probably need at that age. There's, there are so many layers to the issue that I, guns are just one part of it, but like, we could, we could have an entire podcast we could. Uh, we about could. that as well. But Michael, don't you think that's why this song is such a bop? There are so many layers. There are, and um, I, like the, I like the lyric where she's talking about um, I'm a party of one, and to me that talks about how you don't need to be in this huge movement to have an impact, oh. and, and so I really think that that can speak to people that might feel overwhelmed by the current situation and what can I do, and, and so talking about, you know, I'm a party of one and that I can still have an impact is uh, really powerful. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I respect your opinion, Aaron, but I don't know. I don't. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> crazy on you. Crazy on you. But I, I will also say, based on, off of your lyric um, what, that you just uh, quoted, um, who would have thought that the Chicks would probably be one of the first artists to mention 3D printing in a song? <laughs> Amen. Oh, wow. Uh, these cheers, tech- cheers, to, cheers to them, innovators. These techie country gals. All these other people are talking mm-hmm. about tweets, and no, they're just one step further. They're at 3D printing. Mm-hmm. Moving along. Um, so we've done our top bops. We've done our biggest flops. What do we think of the album? Michael? Well, it's definitely a bop for me. Um, it's very different from their other albums. Um more literal, more honest, um, more vulnerable, um, and and I think it really portrays a very targeted message, um, more so than than their other work has. And you know they haven't released an album for fourteen years, so I you know at any any new music after all that amount of time is really going to excite the the fans that they have. Um, they've always been a political band that has really spoken out and. Um, and they continue to do it with this record, and uh, I can't wait for them to tour and, and to be able to see some of these songs live. Um, I think it's really inspiring, and uh, they are the best. I, I, I can't get over... I didn't even realize how long it was. 14 years yeah. between albums. Yeah. I don't... Has there ever been an artist that has had that large of a gap? I mean, Adele's getting close, but <laughs> like fourteen like years. Well, and especially they're the biggest selling female group of all time, and so to have that much power and um, and and money for record companies to not record for that long is just crazy. Yeah, it's insane. That that is that is not so bananas. So Michael, I, I I also want to ask you because I think out of the three of us, you are the only one that is um, has been a longtime fan. How does this album stack up to the competition with the rest of the albums? 
Well, it's certainly less country feeling. They they still have a banjo and fiddle on and steel steel guitar in a lot of the songs, but it, it just feels less country to me. Um, it feels more like the Eagles or some like rock and roll from California um, to me. Uh, I hear more of um, Emily and Marty and their harmonies in this song in this record more than just Natalie kind of uh, in, in her strong voice, which is wonderful. But it's it's fun to hear different harmonies and, and it, it sound a little bit different. Um, yeah, and just the messages uh, that really strong mes- messages that we need to hear at this time. And um, I think the more we can hear from powerful women, that is that's good for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Future is female, is it not? I, th- I mean, I... That's what they say. I think so. Yeah. Simon, um, final thoughts on the album? So, going into this, I I wasn't sure I was going to love it just because of my, like, lack of knowledge of the chicks and this isn't really my, my speed normally. And, but, like we had mentioned earlier, so many people that I know were saying such good things about the album, like, raving about it, and I was so pleasantly surprised at how I reacted to the album. I really enjoyed it. I listened to it probably eight or nine times in a row while I was playing World of Warcraft. Um, and it... Level 60? Is that where we're at right now? 120. But what? Close. Um, but anyways, I really loved how it told a story of you know, like this broken relationship and how to me, my interpretation, it kind of went through these stages of um, grief in terms of um, realizing what was happening and then being really angry about it. And then we got to a point later in the album where it was kind of realizing that this had happened and the like. you can start to reframe your perspective and gain positives even from really shitty situations mm-hmm. like this. So... Um, you know, as I said earlier, uh, would I get this on vinyl? Already added to my wish list, Amazon. So it's there. I loved it. If I had one minor thing to say, it was just like there were three or four songs that it took me till halfway to kind of ramp up and really bring me there, but that's really nitpicky. I loved it. Um, in terms of my thoughts on the album... I, I would I would agree it's I think this is this is probably in a very similar vein as we discussed at the beginning of the podcast in regards to folklore where um, I don't know if I'm gonna opt into listening to it just on my own accord very often there's okay. probably it's never gonna probably get to the top of my mind or the top of my list of to listen to but what I um, can't wait to have happen as um, as, as COVID starts to allow for things to open again, and also as... As, uh, as she lets us. Not as she lets us, as um, Michael figures out his shit, um, <laughs> I, I envision myself just, like, having the biggest moment uh, doing some yoga poses as Michael is teaching a yoga oh, flow class. Wow. So one thing I... We, I didn't mention at the beginning, is Michael, uh, our guest here today, uh, I actually um, got to know him or, like, came in, he came into my life through him being a, a yoga instructor on Friday mornings. So special. And he just, like, the music he played was so lovely. And so I think 
it's it's a disservice to this album that I can't listen to it as I'm doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, instructed by Michael. Um, but maybe someday. Maybe a private session. So... Mm. Uh, no, I think okay. That that's the number one rule of improvisation is <laughs> yes and, and. no and <laughs> no no and no and no. I was I was on my own wavelength right there. It's uh, okay, it's fine. I would be very done with a private. Like I don't even give a fuck. I will say like the, the thought's gone here, and we can move on. It's fine. You don't I, like it. You don't like it. You didn't pick it up. We don't need to pick it up. Um, moving on to. This so th- this album is in a, in a nutshell. I think we all thought it was a bop. Um, definitely Absolutely. different strokes for different folks in terms of exactly like how, when, why we would listen to it. Um, but the way we wanted to close today is by also giving a, a shout out to not just albums. We're focusing on albums quite a bit, but also what is our um, single obsession of the week this is a single that we are listening to non-stop getting that that airtime think three weeks for stupid love when stupid love came out oh. non-stop um just had to listen to to that yeah. um simon do you want to kick us off on this one can i just do one uh that we are we are you're, breaking we're breaking we're breaking so many not, rules so just do whatever you need to do you're not my boss to okay. get yourself a, so first, I have to shout out Kylie Minogue's single. The video dropped today. It is amazing. It's everything I needed. Say something. Check it out. I've been listening to that on repeat. Also, um, I know his EP is coming out soon, and we may cover it on the podcast, so I'm trying to not listen to it over and over, but I am. Uh, Troy Sivan just released a single called uh, Rager Teenager, and... I think it's his third single he's released from this EP, and it is so good. He There's something about him that's so effortlessly sensual, and mm. I just can't wait for his EP to drop. So yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Oh, and special shout-out to uh, WAP, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, it just came out to today. We're filming on Friday the 11th. Clutched my pearls when I listened to it. I haven't listened yet, so maybe... maybe you gotta do that. Maybe eventually. Maybe after this. Uh, Michael, what is your single obsession of the week? So my single obsession is still <laughs> Gaslighter. Yes. Oh my oh god! Uh, How many weeks is that? I know. Um, okay, top charts for Michael. It is, but I'm gonna tell you about some, my other like obsession that I love. Uh, this band called Lake Street Dive. Do you guys know Lake Street Dive? I don't. No. No, is it Minneapolis? No, you would think one of the band yeah. members is is from Minneapolis, but um, I think they live out on the West Coast. Um, but it's a a female fronted band with like a a stand up bass, a trumpet player. Um, so it's like a lot of horns and things like that, and uh, they are amazing. They played at the Palace two nights at the Palace. Um, last year, and uh, I started listening to them again. No, I don't think they have new music, but um, it's just a great, great band, so something different to check out. Awesome. Well, you know I love a female lead. Um, funny, eno- funny enough, I somehow they're already added to my music. I was just looking them up as Michael was talking about them. Mm. Um, I think I have listened to them, and I, I remember liking them, but now I'm going to need to go back and give them another listen. There you go. Uh, Aaron, what's your single obsession of the week? So... One of the things that uh, it has not been as impacted by COVID because it doesn't necessarily use a full band to get there is dance music. 
Um, and Lord knows I love a good beat. Yeah. That was Lord with an E. Um, can't wait for her new album. Yeah, shout out. Um, there's this new song called Bodies by The Knox and Muna. Oh, guys... I, I know The Knox. Yeah, they had a song on Ballers on HBO. I watched it for Dwayne Johnson's butt. So <laughs> I've, I've, ne- I've never heard of The Knox before, but like Muna, I love Muna. Okay. And so yeah. when I was like, Muna's doing a dance track, what are we getting ourselves into? I listened to it, like, I, I think for at least 30 minutes straight, and I was like, this is giving me not just Muna vibes, but also giving me the dance vibes I need to be able to wiggle my wiggle. Okay, I'm going to have to check that one out. And sounds, sounds good. I mean, in, in my COVID body probably had a little bit of a wiggle a to the jiggle. So. Honey, <laughs> you don't got to tell me. Ooh, wiggle ooh. to the jiggle. Um, so that's my single obsession of the week. Uh... That's it. We've actually made it through our second episode of this podcast. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us. Michael, thank you. It really feels like I paid a ticket price to just learn today. I feel like chicks. I feel like if um, the chicks had uh, a Dollywood equivalent, you just gave oh, us the tour. Right, right. I could probably be the manager or something, right? Something. Aim <laughs> big. Yeah, you know? right. But thanks for letting me hang with you guys and dissect this record. Um, I want to talk about it with everyone, and you guys gave me the chance, so that was fun. Thank you. Special. All right, so, Michael, if people want to to find you on social, are you a ghost, or do you want to plug your handle? Uh, I'm at michael.melrose, and uh, you're going to see pictures of my dog and my uh, little tiny family. So cute. And Simon, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Realist Simon. Also, that's my Venmo. If you would like to pay my student loans, not, not ashamed of that. Get yeah. in there, Dottie. Get um, get on in there. And then my OnlyFans page. Please support. <laughs> Lots of dessert coming there. So. Come on in, sister. Mm-hmm. How about you, Aaron? Um, you're gonna find me at, at the Aaron on all social, um, but spelled T H E E H R E N. I'm unique creative parent you'll get used to it mm-hmm. um that was also a jimmy quote um but with that yeah. um we will close out our second episode so we can get under that one hour mark thank you everyone for listening and uh hope you tune in next week <laughs>